Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27-24! Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to his strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown. Fried Fogle again. We're back. Welcome to the OEO podcast. Sorry for taking a break. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. Find me on Twitter. It's at Bragley if you haven't already blocked me. At Bragley, B R A G G L E Y. I'm here with my co-host, as always. His name's Brandon. You can find him on Twitter. It's Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? I don't know. Between Pittsburgh Steelers and specifically IU basketball, and they make me want a whiskey drink. Yeah. Make me drink a vodka drink. Make me drink a lager drink. Make me drink a cider drink. But this podcast helps me remind of the good times. Nice. This podcast helped me remind of the best times. There we go. And today we're going to talk about our favorite IU football games. Yes. So um, bring some bring some positivity into uh, into the airwaves. The IU sphere. Um, yeah. And fortunately for all of all of our listeners, if I could speak, um, I've had half of a seltzer so far. By the way, Brandon. So don't judge me. Uh, producer Seth is suspended tonight. After I grabbed his elbow and he took a swing at Brandon. So if you haven't already blocked him, I'm just kidding. That was a Juwan Howard thing. Uh, go make fun of him on Twitter. It's at say top five, S E T A H five, and then block him. So, so unblock him, block him again. Yeah, no one will anything. have to mop up his sack tonight. That's so. true. I don't want anybody mopping anything. So, um, all right, cool. A couple quick updates. Uh, since we've last spoken, Spoke. Jonathan King has entered the portal. Brandon, here we go again. Um, with uh, what did I write on here? Another player that never really hit his potential, right? Is that how you feel about Jonathan King? I mean, he seems to be the poster child type player that you and I were just gushing over, and then zero productivity. The whether that's James scheme is, yeah. or whether that's development or whether that's skill, we'll never know. be able to answer that. But, I mean, I'm not losing my mind. I mean, it's not like we lost a running backs coach. <laughs> let's, let's not do this again. Um, so he came in. I remember the, the three Florida boys on defense, Jonathan King, James Miller, and James Head Jr. all came in at the same time. So I, I guess if you were to pick out of the three, if one of them was going to transfer, then – Maybe it's him. I mean, I don't know. We wish him well in, his, in whatever he does in the future, wherever he goes. So no hard feelings. Just wanted to share the news. Uh, a little bit of some other decent news, I would think. Hopefully there's a decent amount of momentum behind this. And you might know more about it uh, than I do. But Georgia Tech transfer outside linebacker defensive end Jordan Dominic with an offer from IU, a late offer. Uh, I think they can continue to offer uh, transfers until the beginning of the season, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So um, I looked at him, uh, loved the tape, loved it, looked explosive off the edge, good run stopper. Um, 
you know, played in some pretty high profile games in the ACC. So have you looked into him at all? I have not um, specifically just because it, while the portal is always open, it doesn't matter if it's in season or off season, it comes in a weird time to where he can't transfer for the spring, but he can still transfer for the summer, which would when he, so he would, if he got in before summer classes, he would be able to play in the fall, but it's just kind of a weird, weird timing. Um, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. So I'm trying not to get excited, but this guy could be a difference maker. Um, the, the, the skill, the tape is certainly impressive despite yeah. him playing in the ACC, which is it the worst power four conference power five conference, the ACC or is the PAC 12 the worst or is the big 12 the worst? The big 12 at least is at least top heavy. Yeah. Right. Like this year, the top teams of the ACC were Pitt and Wake Forest. I know IU can't talk because IU, IU would have got yeah. whooped by Pitt and Wake Forest, but like yeah. that still, that's the top of the ACC. Does Baylor beat either one of those teams? Texas by, beat either one of those by teams? By 20. Do they? Maybe by Texas, maybe ACC. by a score. Gotcha. Baylor's pretty good. Baylor's pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so, probably. I mean, Pac 12, maybe. Arizona's bad. Arizona State bad. Utah good. Oregon good. Cal bad. Washington bad. Washington State bad. I mean, there's some bad teams in the Pac-12 this last year too. But that's a different, different pot. I think. I think I agree with you. If they're not, they're very close second bad. Yeah. So, all right. What's well, speaking of bad? Let's not talk about it anymore. Let's get into Ooh. our favorite IU football games, and this is of yes. all time, Brandon, of all yes. time. Yes. Uh, fun fact for everybody that is listening, um, all three of you, it's perfect number because we picked three of them. Um, mine are not in order and I'm not Ooh, sure that are. I have an order. Also, Brandon and I had zero access to each other's notes. Not correct. So we may have duplicates. Um, I tried to do what I do and pick hipsterish kind of picks, I guess. See, I did not. I went with cliche chalk did you i'm one of them's pretty chalk uh the other two you may not have um but i'll let you i'll let you start brandon go ahead so i'll go with number three mine it mine is in three two one um and this is going to be kind of the first game that i started to get really excited about iu football um we weren't doing a podcast yet but you and this was kind of before either one of us had kids it was the 17 ranked Michigan State Spartans coming into the Hoosier Richard Legault led Indiana team. And I mean, him and Divine Redding just put on a show. Do you remember? This is the first champagne game. And then this is when we started bringing champagne to all of. Um, so, I'm sorry. No, you're good. The, uh, yes, ESPN always always pops those things up. Do you remember this game? Do you remember? It's my um, first one. I first one on my list. Is it okay? Yes. Good. Well, see again. We don't have we don't have the same notes. But this, I mean, the tailgate was fun. Um, man, it was just all these ESPN. I hate ESPN so much. <laughs> um, all these ESPN videos are playing. Oh, yeah. the worst. I can't hear it if it makes you feel any better. But yes, this this game. I remember it um, vaguely. 
A tale of two halves is what I wrote down. Uh, 14 nothing at halftime, I believe. Michigan State was leading in a very not exciting game. Um, weird enough, I mean, the stats are fine across the board. I mean, Legault was okay. He was over 50% throwing the ball. Redding was over five yards of carry. It was like perfect balance, right? Like, yeah. it wasn't Legault throwing the ball a million times. It wasn't us running for, you know, no efficiency. I mean, it was kind of like perfect offense. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, Michigan State, I believe they hit a couple big plays. Um, one early in the game that kind of, I think, set the tone in the first quarter. But it was... It was a weird game. I do remember that. Ricky um, Jones. Ricky Jones had a big game. Uh, down 14 nothing, And then this is what I wrote. We were down 14 nothing. Take the lead because we scored 21 unanswered in the second half. And then do the traditional at the time, traditional IU thing and allow them to tie it up with seven seconds left. I think it was um, 11, yeah. 11 seconds. Yeah. Well, there you go. And then in overtime, and I don't know if you have this written down. Did we sack them in two cons- on second and third down to knock them out of like decent field goal position? And then they left it short. Yep. Yeah. They, then, they must have not have had that uh, redheaded kicker that just, you know, decided yeah. to hit 50 yard bombs. Against bombs. Us. Yeah. Uh, and then what happened after that, Brandon? In overtime. Kick is good. Yeah. The kick is good. Griffin Barely. Oaks. Griffin Oaks. Awful kick. It was, if you remember, if you haven't seen it for a while, go back and look. Griffin Oaks overtime win against it was Michigan a very State. close kick. It was bad. It was like a knuckleballer that kind of just barely made it over. The, and it was from, from the three-yard line, I think, three or four-yard line. And it was, it was bad. It was only a 22-yard field goal. Yeah. So, yeah, it was on from the four-yard line. So, it was a bad field goal. Uh fun fact about this one and i think we've talked about it on one of the episodes back in the day uh my wife was passed out in the car for the majority of the game see Um, i don't remember that oh yeah i do not remember that part yeah i have a picture a great picture of us like a selfie and you can just look at her face and just see that she is just she's gone you know her soul i remember us going out at halftime and like me and you trying to drag her out of the passenger seat. She rallied at halftime. Did she rally? Oh, did we yeah. get her? So was it successful? So we so, got, I remember that. So here's what happened. So she, uh, midway first quarter, maybe early second quarter, she, she asked me for the keys so that she could just go sleep in the car. And I was upset at that point. So Because it was 14 sure. nothing, And she's like, I've seen this before. Yeah, go ahead. Go sleep in the car. That's fine. We'll be out there at halftime. She said, wake me up at halftime. I'll we'll all come back after that. Well, we go out to halftime. We wake her up. She rallies, right? I think she takes another shot. I don't know what we were doing there. Whiskey, something. Get her, try to get her to go back in. Doesn't go back in. Goes back in the car, falls asleep. We come back after the win, elated. She has no idea the game's over. She doesn't believe us that the game's over. She thinks it's halftime at that point. And we have to explain to her the, you know, the chain of events. We've already had halftime, babe. You've already been up. We've already drank. <laughs> let's pop these champagne bottles and let's celebrate the win. And so, yeah, that was that was what I remember the most about that game. I also remember this, Brandon. If you remember this, I didn't watch the kicks. Either one of the kicks. I couldn't do it. I had my heart broken enough. Could not watch them. Didn't watch the Michigan State kick. Put my head down for that. Didn't watch the Griffin Oaks kick. Either one. To her credit 
listen to our drives. Punt, 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 interception, missed field goal, turnover on downs, missed field goal. Yeah. That was the quarter and a half of Wait, IU. Was Griffin that bad in this game? Where did he, was he one of three? Oh, I remember. That's why I didn't want to watch. He was one of three for field goals. His long was 20. It's real bad. But yeah. this game was amazing, man. Um, Fun game. Michigan State ended up being awful. Like, they ended up being, like, four and, like, eight or something. Like, they mm-hmm. like, ended up not – the wind didn't age well. But, like, holy cow, was that fun. Um, it, was, it was just an awesome – like I said, um, maybe a little bit too much of a fun tailgate for your wife, but just a fun tailgate, fun game, fun celebration. I loved that game. Yep. And this is the game that's in the intro. The Page Finds Lego game. That was that one, too, where Mitchell Page, I think, was third in goal. Did a uh, kind of here, a I have all the plays turnaround here. Yeah, it's a third in goal pass from the five. Mitchell Page hit Lego on a on a jet sweep wide receiver pass back to the quarterback opposite field. It was pretty awesome. Again, Mitchell if you haven't Page, seen it, Google 15 it. 15 yard pass with four minutes and 38 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was huge. To put up, yeah, to put it up 21 to 14. Yep. Okay. Um, Your turn. Or are we just going right to my next one? Let's go to your next one if you want. My next one's chalk, so you probably have this one too. I probably have this one. This one, so we just talked about your wife partying a little too hard. Now it's the story of my wife partying a little too hard. The IU Purdue bucket game. I call it the Samson James game. Oh, that um, one. Okay. The one that I was at, 2019. Yes. Tw- okay. 2019. So I don't know why we I always put this go, one on the list. We always go up to Chicago to, to spend Thanksgiving with uh, with her family up on the north side of Chicago. Um, but we always, you know, it's always the weekend, always a bucket weekend. So we always go out to a bar. And I use just out there killing them. I mean, I think it was 28 to 7 or 20. Wait, no, they were 20, up big. We were up 17 or 18 points at one point, I remember. And I was, I was, I was there. It was raining. It was disgusting, but it was a great time. I was having a blast. So we're, we're celebratory drinking, probably yeah. a little too much celebratory mm-hmm. drinking, right? Thinking like, okay, we'll end up like, not, you know, this game, it's already out of hand, but like we'll cool down in the second half, right? Um, you know, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll turn away from shots and, and we'll just do, We'll just do drinks, move to beer because it'll be a nice, easy victory. But not so fast. Um, they outscore us by like three touchdowns in the last quarter and a Xander half. Xander Horvath and um, the tight Xander end. Horvath, 23 carries, 164 yards for mm-hmm. seven yards a clip and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He broke a 50-yard run. Sander yep. Horvath broke off a 50-yard run. I don't think he had topped 50 at all outside of one other game. 50 at all, like total yards, 50. The rest of the season, the, any other part of the season outside of one other game. And we've talked about that before. He killed us. And then the, the tight end, um, goodness. Bryce Hopkins. Bryce Hopkins. Man, dude, some of the bounces that I remember. So one of the touchdowns that they scored, and I think it was an overtime, it was a fourth down or a third down uh, and long. They threw it across the middle. I think it was O'Connell. Across the middle, the ball gets somehow ricocheted 
forward down the field and Bryce, Bryson Hopkins just happens to be standing right there, right on the goal line and catch like dove and caught it and scored a touchdown. It was like the most ridiculous. I thought at that point, that's it. It's written. It's done. And then we got stuck, I believe on a third and 10 on the first overtime and scored a touchdown. Yeah. He hit Westbrook. I mean, it was the weirdest thing ever. If you guys go back and rewatch this game at all, which I highly recommend. It's very entertaining. He Westbrook just runs an outside hitch right to the, right to the pylon. But it's almost like he just runs and turns around and the defender just like has zero effort on it at all. Peyton Ramsey puts it right on a dime, but there's, it, it looked almost like they were just practicing the throw. It's so weird. Uh, and then, yeah, then we just got him in the second overtime or third overtime, right? We went three second, second overtime, second overtime. That's right. Ramsey was immaculate in both overtimes. Yeah. I don't, um, he, he, he was incredible. Hender shot was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a game that had a lot, obviously 44, 41, um, man, Taiwan Mullen was a beast. He was also um, burnt a lot by David Bell in this game. A lot of people have been burnt by David Bell, but he had, I mean, he had four pass breakups, eight tackles, two and a half tackles for loss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was really, there's again, watch the game. If you guys haven't watched it for a while, go back and rewatch this game and not to make this had two sacks. Yeah. Not to make this into a David Bell podcast or it was a David Bell versus Taiwan Mullen game. That was incredible. David Bell, David Bell made a catch and I'm pretty sure they made a t-shirt about it. Um, he Who made had catch more catches diving Wop, backwards. WAP or David Bell? Oh, WAP had a huge game. Wop David Bell massive. had more catches. Who had more yards? WAP did. WAP. Who had who averaged more? WAP. WAP did. Who had more touchdowns? WAP had two touchdowns at least. Two tutties. Two of them. They were wide open. One of the first one was on the opposite end of the field from the visiting section. And he there was nobody within 30 yards of him. He was just standing in the back of the end zone. The second one they called on TV. They said there's nobody on WAP right now. Somebody might want to get on him. And then he just runs a fly. And Peyton, Peyton tried not to throw the football to him. He left it quite a bit short. And WAP had to make a, a shoestring catch on the run and then get it into the end zone. But like, what a game. I can't believe I left that one off. But um, so, so moral of the story, we keep drinking and keep drinking. Sasha, oh, I shouldn't say her name. Anyway, oh. my, my, my wife ends up not remember going home pukes in her own family's bathroom and passes out on the couch for about four hours afterwards. That's that's, that's the mix. You go from happy drinking to depressed yes. drinking to happy to drinking, depressed again. anxiety drinking to happy celebratory drinking. drinking again. I mean, that's if that is like this game encapsulated such the IU football experience, mm-hmm. like the, the, just the roller coaster, um, this is the most IU game ever with, but ever. with a, with a result that's not IU tradition. No, so. no. Nor- normally we're on the other end of this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely my second favorite game of all time. Um, didn't have the atmosphere. The Michigan state game did not. We weren't in the stadium, but just being in a, in a random bar, we were like in a basement. It wasn't a dive <laughs> bar, but it was like a basement bar in, in the suburbs of Chicago. It's it, a great. Awesome. Story. Yeah. We were, I remember. Yeah. The, just like the same thing with us. Uh, my brother and I went to that game. Um, 
man the elation pictures you guys got epic yeah, pictures because we got down to the front we were in like the third or fourth row of the visitor section so we after it had we had won we ran down to the front and all the players came over they brought the bucket over it was so cool we've got such a cool video where i got to grab the bucket and hold the bucket and there's some pictures with us and stevie scott when he jumped in the crowd and just newly signed usfl players yeah, stevie scott 26th round or something like that but they only have eight teams so it's really like he was a third round draft pick or something like that uh fourth round math, draft pick so math works yeah um my next one is another iu purdue game but this one is also in the uh in the intro, intro. seth's yeah. favorite game uh, November 17th, 2007, Indiana 27, Purdue 24. Another one of those games, Brandon, where we were we were rolling. I think yep. we were up 24-10. Um, I've got the stuff right here. I guess I could just look at it. 24-3, uh, we were up, and that was in the third quarter. So at that point, you've got to be thinking we are good. But we missed a field goal. We had a fumble on the last two possessions that we had the football until they tied it up at 24. And then we get the Austin Stark call, which is in the intro, the very beginning of our intro and everybody's heard it a thousand times, but man, what a game and what, what a and Kevin Lewis or Kelvin Lewis. I'm sorry. Kelvin Lewis. Gosh. Uh, Marcus Thigpen, huge game. Oh, Marcus Thigpen. Miss Marcus Thigpen so much. James Hardy, huge game. I mean, just, yes. Of course, um, big play. Ray had a decent game. I mean, it's well, it was, it was great. And we're going up against a really stacked Purdue team with Dustin Keller, Dorian Bryant, uh, Curtis Painter, um, really stacked team on their on their side. They have a bunch of NFL players on the defensive side of the ball as well. Uh, former Colt Curtis Painter, right? Yeah. Former Colts uh, Ray Fisher as well. Drafted him in the seventh round, I believe. Um, fun little sure Curtis painter. Played. It's when you guys were tanking for luck. Yeah. I went, I went to my wife and I went to a Steelers game thinking like, Oh, we're going to blow them out. And the Steelers won by like a last second field goal. Cause yep. Curtis painter decided to become Peyton Manning in that game. Painter had some decent games for the Colts. He was okay. Uh, he was a, he was a solid backup really, but, um, shouldn't had no business starting a football game in the NFL. So, uh, but didn't hate him. Didn't hate him post-college, so I'll take it. Uh, not a whole lot to add there. I do remember where it was, Brandon. Do you remember where you were for this game? Were you there? I knew you were going to ask me this, and um, if people want to give me heck about this, it's fine. I was pledging oh, that's right. a forgot. fraternity. That's right. So all all tailgate, I was you know working the tailgate, getting, going on beer runs, driving people back and forth to the bars. During the game, I was driving people all around this, that, and the other. I was in my car driving, listening though to the race. So I heard the call on the radio, um, but I did not see it live. I was not in the stadium. I was not watching the game. I was doing fraternity obligations. Oh man. I was with my bro again. Um, we had been, uh, at a couple other parties during the day, I remember, and then we went back to my apartment and watched it. Yeah, that was pretty baller, dude. I remember all that. Okay, I've watched what, it on the classic. I, I've I've watched it like the it's, good. Up it's great before. 
It's great. Met a few times. You know we have Big Ten, whatever. We can watch it whenever we want. I know. Right? You're okay. still That's paying whatever that is yeah, a I month. Know. I just keep forgetting about it. Um, all right. What's your last one? My last one has to be. Has to be. This happened at your house. Yep. It's it was. Like, it's it was a moment I'll never forget. I don't think I've ever embraced you or any other person that isn't family that much ever before. It's the the Michael Penix reach game against Penn State, which yes. if that if that game doesn't happen, the season doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Arguably the best season. I you know since the Rose Bowl season, holy cow that that 2020 COVID year Penn State game was just amazing. 36, 35 was the final score. Penix was awful. Mm-hmm. Stevie Scott was awful. If you look at the stat sheet, we lose this game 95 out of 100 yeah, times. We've talked about it. We had no business, no business winning that game. The defense, Jamar Johnson, huge in that game. Even though the stats aren't going to show it. But, yeah, for me, I mean, of course, I'm always going to Clifford was Jamar a Johnson. beast. Clifford almost had 400 total yards. He yeah. had four touchdowns. How many picks did he have, though? Two. Two picks, and we turned him over in the red zone. I think twice. They're, fumb- they're, they're running back. Will Levis fumbled. Though, yeah, fumble. Will Levis is the kid that's it. He's the quarterback at Kentucky now. Yes, he is. Yeah. he, he can't, They brought him on. They were talking about how highly – I remember this moment about how highly touted of a recruit he was and brought him on for a, for a scheme play for to run a read option. And I believe it was Jamar Johnson that, that got in the backfield and forced the fumble or he recovered the fumble. One of the two. So I know he either had a forced or recovered fumble and he had a pick Jer- Jerome Johnson, USFL player, Jerome Johnson recovered the fumble. That's right. There you go. But Jamar Johnson and Johnson. There you go. Um, that game so, had Pat Fryermuth, Steeler yeah. tight end. He huge game was a beast. Yep. Man, if you if you, I'm looking at the box score now. I have no idea how we won this game. No idea. Big play. Jay had a pick. Reese had a big field goal. Chucky was amazing. Oh my god, Hayden Whitehead had a game. Yep. Hayden, See, it was a, a fun game. Super fun game. Um, we drank a lot. I think mm-hmm. it was that that's a fun podcast to go back and listen to. Not that I'd encourage anyone to go back and listen to, but we we recorded, I think, afterwards. It was just fun. We did not record afterwards. Did we not? I thought, no, see, that's how much I remember from that. But game. we have re- we have recapped that game. So you can go back and watch that. We didn't start. We had everything rolling by at that point. Everything was moving as far as just getting started, but we didn't really produce a podcast until we started. We did our first recording after the Maryland game, and then we started. We posted after the Wisconsin game. That was our first podcast. But Dude, that th- that team, like Shaka Tony, played on that yeah. team. It was a good team. Really Joey Porter good. Penn Jr., team. Mike Miranda, who got drafted. Odalia Waye. He plays yeah. for the Ravens. He's a stud. Like that Penn State team was 
stacked. Yeah. Jahan Dotson, who's going to be a, mm-hmm. probably a, a two, second or third round pick. Maybe if I've seen him in the first round, I think. He's, I mean, that Penn State team yeah. was loaded. So if I can give we had, you. We had Hendershot and, and well, yeah. our defense was loaded. No, nah, we're good. We were good. We were good. So if I can give my opinion on why it's not in my top three. I can't wait to hear. Can't wait to hear your uh, yours because uh, I'm t- I'm tired of the. I think that I okay. How do I how do I say this without sounding like I loved the game? I think it's a, it should be a top three game, but because I'm so invested in this program, program I look program sorry, I look at everything. So I read everything. I see the see the national stuff. I see all the stuff. I got so worn out about he didn't the, get it did he score he didn't score he didn't score he did score he didn't score and uh, look at this picture look at this picture look at this picture look at this picture and i think not having a crowd there as well i mean us not being there kind of takes a little bit out of it too so that happened right where our seats are do we right rush rare. the field uh or do or do our wives grab us by the collars and, i would have known let us probably go. kissed you if anything <laughs> i don't know um that would have been that would have been incredible. I mean, it would have I, been 20 yards from our seats. Yeah, it would have been right there. Because we're, um, we're first row that end zone. Yeah, it would have been right there. So uh, I don't know. I, I have no real excuse other than the fact that, like, some of the other two games have personal. I was at, at the Michigan State game. I was at or not at the 2007 game, but I've got a, a pretty personal connection to that game. And then the next one, my game, if you're done with the Penn State, we can move I'm on. I'm done. I'm done. And that was an honorable mention. So that was, it would have been in there, but I think I'm just kind of, I'm just over the, I, I just don't want to talk about it anymore. Do you know what I mean? I get it. I get yeah. it. I guess I don't want to. I, I can't I, wait. To, I, I can't. Know. I can only think of one other game that you might include. I'm Sep- on, I'm on pins and needles, bro. September 20th, 2014, Indiana 31, number 18 and reigning SEC champion, SEC East champion, Missouri 27. Uh, IU goes into this game as a double-digit underdog. Noon kickoff, right? Four o'clock kickoff. Four? Four o'clock. Okay, again, I'll, I'll explain game, why I think it was noon. Early, a, game, later. a game that I can tell uh, all of the details of where I was at, what I was wearing, what I was drinking. Uh, it was the one of the first games that I had watched with my wife. No, no, no. I guess we had been together for about a year at that point. But, um, man, I don't understand why. I, I, I don't know. Like, what a game. It, it was almost 1,000 total yards on each side of the ball. Or not on each side of the ball, but combined. Nate Sudfeld was terrible, really. He was 18 of 33, 252, or 252, 252 yards, one touchdown. But Tevin Coleman, huge, 19 carries, 132 yards, and probably the player of the game, D'Angelo Roberts, Brandon. There's a name. I'm looking up the stats now. 15 carries, 65 yards, two touchdowns, including the biggest touchdown of the game. Matty Mock. Matty Mock. We talked about Matty Mock the the other day when we got Baz. But they, IU did something that IU hasn't done or I, I hadn't seen IU do in forever. Now, remember, this is 2014. IU coughs up the lead. It's kind of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Take the lead uh, in 
the end of the third quarter. So we're feeling good. 24, 17, two plays, 82 yards, Tevin Coleman, just massive uh, run. And then a big play to Jay Sean Harris, two plays down the field. Good. Give up an immediate touchdown on defense, punt, punt, punt. They get a field goal. We score a touchdown, six plays, 75 yards, two minute drive to take it down. And we score with 22 seconds left to go on a D'Angelo Russell or D'Angelo Roberts touchdown from three yards out. 58 seconds left. Yep. He was incredible. Now that, that drive has one of the most iconic plays to me, at least in IU football in the last 30 years. Nate Sudfeld hit Tevin Coleman on a swing pass. And it was, if you're watching it on TV, it was the nearest sideline to you. So he hits him on this thing. And it was the perfect Tevin Coleman thing where he gets it. He, he squares his shoulders and you know what he does when he, when he does that. And he just gone gone. and he just takes off. So 44 yards down the sideline on first and 10. And we get a pass interference on the play before. And then we get another face mask on top of that to put us half the distance. And then that was pretty much it. Um, Cool thing about that game was my roommate's girlfriend showed up and they had planned this. These mother effers had planned this prior. She's from Missouri. She owned a Missouri football jersey. She shows up to my house in a Missouri football jersey. First thing I said to her was, if we beat you, I'm burning the jersey. I burn the jersey. It's on YouTube. I don't know where it's at. I think if you Google like IU fan burns Missouri jersey, it's like one of the dumbest videos you'll see but it's out there like iu fan burns missouri jersey or something like that but yeah what a game dude i remember i was wearing stupid shorts i had candy striped socks on just a normal iu shirt it's when i discovered the perfect combination of reds apple whatever it's called and fireball and put it into a giant jug fireball or uh no angry balls right or something like that yeah. is what the, it's called yeah well i should have named it that because i never i've never had one but i think that's what, that's what the kids it. call it you've had them i've made them at tailgates maybe you've never had it but i don't know we'll make it Not a I, big I, apple cider i got a great picture of me just taking the entire jug and just chugging it a huge like a big like coleman like you know like when you're a kid remember yeah. when you get you get the water with the paper cups at football practice out of a big mm-hmm. coleman like water yep. cooler thing whatever yeah that thing was full of fireball and reds at the beginning of the game and it was like about halfway there and then i've got a great picture of myself just two-handed all the way back chugging it oh man what a night what a night do you remember anything about that game yes okay. so um i worked for a company out of san francisco at the time. So I'd been to California a lot. I, I traveled there all the time for work and, and my wife, not my wife at the time in, in 2014, but um, she goes, screw this. We're going to California. So we did like a 10 day trip down the PCH. If no one's ever been if you, listeners. If you haven't had a chance to go on the Pacific coast highway, do it. It's beautiful, but we're at the end of the trip. We're down in San Diego. We started up in like Sonoma, Napa, 10 days, nine days later, we're down in San Diego, right? And I'm not missing an IU football game, right? So we go, I drag my, we're supposed to be a couple's trip. I'm like, we're going to San Diego State's campus and watching this game. And I am going to be ridiculous. 
So I just walk like they're all watching games or whatever. And I'm the only person wearing Indiana stuff. I request the game to be put on TV and I'm going nuts. By the end of the game, I got like recruited all these San Diego state fans to pull for Indiana. It was, it was pretty awesome. Um, don't remember getting to the hotel um, <laughs> afterwards, but yeah, I don't so, remember yeah. a whole lot after I don't really remember even lighting the, that's why I thought fire. it was like nine in the morning because I was watching a, a, a you know, an East coast game on, I guess yeah. it's central like four time. o'clock. It would have been one, four two, o'clock one or two. It would have been one o'clock out there. So yeah, felt like yeah, that makes sense. but yeah, no, I, that's, uh, that was a fun game. That was, and then we lost to like Navy. We lost to Maryland immediately after. So Maryland, tough, I thought it was tough story. Yeah, I read about this. I read about it. Like I looked and in, looked into it right afterwards. I'm like, I remember being like totally just because we were coming off. I think you said Navy. I think we were coming off of a. No, dude. Now I remember. I think they came off of a loss at Bowling Green. IU had okay. just lost to Bowling Green. Where I watched that in a cafe in San Francisco, bro. I was I was there. That was my away game for the year. We went to Bowling Green, which I will never go to again. And uh, yeah, because our our non conference was Indiana State, Bowling Green, Missouri, North Texas. So we went to Bowling Green and saw a forty five forty two loss with like a last second hail mary that they won on Sudfeld was incredible. Coleman was incredible. Win was incredible in that game, but we still lost. Uh, and then they go and they beat the number 18 team in the country, sec East champions. And then they, they go and play Maryland at home again that in that game at worked. Maryland at home. Yeah. Well, you want to know why they get worked. Sudfeld goes out, out for the year. Linebacker turned quarterback back to linebacker. Chris Covington comes in. He gets hurt. He's out for the year. Who steps in? Super Xander comes in and he, oh, well, I'm sorry. Sudfeld gets hurt and he goes out. He wasn't out for the year at that point. I think he was out for the year in the Iowa game. Um, but he gets hurt. He's out for that game. Covington comes in. He gets hurt. He's out for the season. Xander comes in. So it's pretty much where Xander took over. Uh, he took over after the Iowa game. And that was the beginning of that. So, uh, and that was the end of our season, <laughs> except for a win at home against Purdue, which was, which was nice. I think that may have kept, it was either a really bad Purdue game, a really bad Purdue team against a really bad IU. I'm going to just two seconds away from this. You know, 23, 60. Yeah. They were three and nine, one and seven in conference. And we, that kept us at four and eight and one and seven in conference. <laughs> so, but what a game that was a cigar game. That was, that was where we almost beat Penn State. Was the yeah, uh, seven that's seven right. to thirteen the seven to thirteen game, and I think our only Dude, what touchdown. a wild season twenty. I mean, it was four and eight, so it was a shitty year, it was a but terrible like, year, yeah. But I mean, look at some of these games. Yeah, I mean, look at the offense against Penn State. Diamont sixty eight yards passing, Coleman seventy one yards rushing, and Booth. Do you remember? Was it David Booth? Dominic Booth. Dominic Booth from Pike, I think. Four star wide receiver that never really panned out. Um, he yeah 33 yards <laughs> our only touchdown was the opening touchdown of mark murphy 47 yard interception return for a touchdown that was it brandon shelby is still a coach at iu right yes 
He was yes. he was a coach there in that game. I'm on the Wikipedia page. He's been there forever. Brandon Shelby's been there forever. Casey Teagarden, who's still there. Still he there. was on staff. Yep. Kind of crazy, some of the guys. Mm-hmm. The running backs coach that will not be named. He was there. Yeah. He was there. He was there. Yep. Yep. Well, it's always was... fun going back and looking at, at some of these rosters. Yeah. The rosters um, were funny. I mean, just and and the the great part is is for me. I can look back at that point and think that like I was telling so many people how good that team was, like how good Nick Stoner was, how good TJ Simmons, T. Gray Scales, TJ Simmons, TJ Simmons was. How do I? He was built like a defensive tackle, but for some reason we played him at linebacker. Greg like, Gooch, Greg Gooch, Gooch was good though. Gucci was Gooch was a, an NFL player. Bobby Richardson. Bobby, Bobby Richardson, NFL player. Darius Latham? I mean, Darius team, Latham, NFL player. How did this player. team go four and eight? Because we didn't I, have a quarterback. Is, well, is why. But, well, like, look at somebody's name. Bad, and, dude. Antonio Allen. Antonio Allen should have been an NFL player. I mean, you're right. I get it. I get it. But then we had, who else did we have? Um, Richard Fant? Shane Wynn. Richard Fant? Richard Richard Fant. We need to we need to wrap this up. I've had two seltzers, and I'm hammered. Obviously, all right. Anything else you want to add? Any other honorable? This mention was fun. This, is, this, this was, was a good. good time. Any other honorable mention favorite games you want to add in there? No, I, don't I mean I the mean, beat the beat down in Michigan 2020 was. I mean, pretty much all of 2020. This may be awesome. another fun thing to do in the off season is just like look at previous year's rosters because like be I'm good. having a blast looking at this 2014 the 2014 team. roster. Yeah. What a disappointment. What a disappointment. Could you imagine if Sudfeld stays healthy? I, I don't have the schedule in front of me anymore, but I, they probably beat Rutgers. That was the game where I think Coleman went over 300 yards rushing or something stupid. Am I right? Do you have it in front of you? I don't have it. And in he front was, of me. and I'm, I, okay. If you find it, Rutgers IU 2014, I'm pretty sure Coleman went over 300 yards rushing or something stupid. And he was the second leading rusher in the country. And I'm because pre- I'm pretty sure Jonathan Taylor had like 330 yards rushing or something on the same week. I was so bummed out because I thought for sure, even in a loss, could have been Jonathan Taylor. He was a little pup at that point. Was it? I'm dude, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe it was Monte Baldwin. Would that yeah, have made more it sense? It had to be. Jonathan Taylor didn't come into the, until like 27. Rutgers 2014, Indiana. Rutgers made a bowl in 2014, it says. Let's look at it. Yeah, Coleman had 32 carries for 307 yards. He was a monster. I remember that game. It was at uh, Rutgers. I'm pretty sure they wore black jerseys. God, I'm disgusting. <laughs> I remember some of these details, man. It was nuts. Uh, who would have been Wisconsin 2014? Let's just do this while we're on, while we're sitting here just recording. Wisconsin 2014 football. Uh Football 11, 15, 14. Let's see. That was against Nebraska. Melvin. Oh, my God, Brandon. Melvin Gordon, 25 carries. Four touchdowns. 408 yards rushing. My God. Their leading receiver, Joel. Was it Joel Stavi? Is that his name? Yeah. Stavi, yeah. Seven of 11, 46 yards and a touchdown. Their leading receiver had two catches for 16 yards. Not, not hard being a quarterback when you have Melvin Gordon. 
Melvin Gordon's touchdowns were 62 yards, one yard, six yards, 26 yards. They beat him 59 to 24. It's pretty reminiscent of what happened in Indianapolis when those two played each other. It was bad. That was really bad. Speaking of bad, I don't have a transition for our promo, um, but a super quick word from our sponsor, Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and shop sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. These dudes are still running, by the way. I know that the like the weather's been like 60 degrees and then six the next day, but even if it's six, they're still outside running. As a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10 at checkout. That is just for the merch. If you guys want to run in the cold, it is free. Check out their Instagram for that kind of stuff. Um, but again, 10% off LEO10. Um, now back to the show. Brando's Randos. What do you got? Well, man? I, this is oh. off season version. So I have, uh, I, I had a few, but we're going long. So I'm only going to keep probably the two and then I'll roll some over for next week. Um, but the two that I wanted to talk about briefly, um, b- the big 10 is keeping nine games and it's eliminating the short lived affiliation with the ACC and pack 12. Does this mean that we're keeping the divisions? Like I got so excited that we were going to move to eight games and we're going to have a cross with an ACC. Like we covered it on the podcast, but that's all thrown out the window. Is our dream of divisions going away dead too? Brandon, tell me about how progressive the Big Ten as a conference has ever been. It's like the state of Kentucky. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I don't think we'll ever go away from divisions because why? Because the money is in one division. Well, you know what? I just kind of just trumped myself on you that. Did. You did. You did. You contradicted yourself. The money is in one division. There's a big money team in the West, in Nebraska, that is going to struggle for the next 10 years at minimum to get out of whatever hole that they've dug themselves into, whatever Scott Frost hole that they've dug themselves into. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Adrian Martinez is at, at 32 years old is not going to take you to a bowl game, let alone any sort of promising future. Like the only thing that makes sense is for the Big Ten to get rid of divisions, but they won't do Preach. anything. They won't do anything until, until somebody, somebody does. else does it, or until the Pac-12 forces their hand, or until. Because it was we a Pac-12 have was first. Had a season, Michael. We would not have had a season if the SEC and ACC didn't go to play. Yeah, the Big Ten was ready to sit out the 2020 season, the COVID year. They only did it because other conferences did. Yeah. I I hate Kevin Warren. I hate the Big Ten brass. This makes me mad. And this isn't a mad podcast. It's a happy no, podcast. A happy podcast. So I'm not going to get mad. But I'm with you. But, I, but think, I was bummed. I don't think that the SEC has to be the one to move. And I don't see the SEC getting rid of divisions anytime soon, even though having, is it Alabama, LSU? They're in the same Auburn. predicament that Big Ten East is. They really are. They're, yeah. they're the, uh, the Big Ten or the SEC West is stacked and the SEC East sucks. Yeah, so it's, it's Georgia in the sec east yep. and it's lsu auburn alabama texas a&m aren't they mm-hmm. in the west too yes they are i mean 
what are they going to do when Oklahoma and Texas come in there? They're both going to be in the West division. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's this isn't an SEC podcast. Both of us still have our hair, and we love everybody. So we're not going to go down that road. Um, so I would think, uh, unless the Pac-12 forces their hand, or unless they figure out a way to get the Pac-12 and the ACC onto a non-conference, I don't see us leaving divisions. Man, it would Such be a bummer, so cool man. to play at Miami, though, wouldn't it, dude? Because they don't yes. they don't have any fans. You, I don't know if you know this, but. And going to the Orange Bowl would be sweet. That would be sick. Their campus, well, they don't have the Orange Bowl anymore, but they've got the Hard Rock Stadium is where they play. That's right. So their campus is 25 minutes away from Hard Rock. They have to take, the students have to take a bus or drive themselves to the stadium. So they don't have any sort of like student atmosphere and they rarely sell out anything. It's crazy. For that big of a program, they have program. zero fan pro sorry dang it dadgummit they, they have no sort of like in stadium fan support and i think it would be awesome to go down to miami for something but whatever we'll figure it out what's next speaking of hating money the news the ncaa will keep the playoff at four through the 2025 season so that means 22 season, 23, 24, 25, at least four more seasons of no expansion. Does this surprise you as much as the NCA loves money? Because like if you expand that to eight, like, I mean, it's just a cash cow. I was super surprised to hear that. So was I surprised? I mean, a little bit. Um, I was bummed. I think IU will probably only make it now twice instead of all four seasons if we would have gone to 12 um but if you think you dude like how big are even if it's cincinnati georgia i was watching that game alabama whoever the heck they played i can't remember michigan michigan i watched that game i have zero interest in any of those teams but i hate alabama and i hate michigan but I was cheering for Michigan in that game. I was cheering for Cincinnati. Like, I want to see the underdog. I want to see the upsets. I want to see a 12 seed knock off a one seed. Like, I want to see that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, It's March Madness. Prove to me, prove to me that Baylor should have been in the top four by letting it be eight teams, 12 teams. Let Baylor beat Cincinnati and prove that they didn't belong in there. Or beat Michigan and prove that Michigan didn't belong in there. Like, it doesn't make any sense financially. The only thing that you have to think about is, well, are we adding? What's that going to do to the rest of the bowl games? Where, how do we do all that? I don't think that they can do that in this short of a time span to get all of the logistics figured out and somehow talk everybody off the ledge of, like, adding these different games to a student-athlete is not going to injure them or whatever you know what i mean no. if anything it'll help their bodies get ready for a 18 week nfl but yeah not what this podcast is about no, it's not all right well, I, I have i have one more okay let's do it but very very quick just because this pertain this is actually an iu related question um luke luke fickle gets extended i think we're all bummed about that because that means Super. we get to play, play uh play that out but um 
what what are your thoughts on that? Is Cincinnati the new Boise State? Like, um, what are your thoughts with Cincinnati keeping keeping fickle? I don't think that. Well, so the only reason I think that that happened is because he didn't take he didn't go to Notre Dame. Nobody, nobody moved. Fitzgerald didn't go to the Bears. Harbaugh didn't go to the Vikings. Your buddy Franklin got State. extended. Yep. Yep. Um, Only Notre Lincoln Dame hired Riley. within. Yeah, Lincoln Riley moved, and then Oklahoma hired within. Oklahoma's not going to hire Fickle. Um, am I worried about? No, I don't think so. I don't know. You get these teams that have these one-offs. I mean, you. I'm not going to call them. They're not Western Michigan. They're not, you know, Coastal Carolina. They're not like that. But I, I do I think Cincinnati turns into a, how do I say this? A mid-major powerhouse? I don't think so. Um, I mean, what are the benefits? If you're, if you're a student athlete, if, what are the benefits of you going to Cincinnati versus going to I don't know. Let's just say IU since we're an IU podcast. IU offers you. You're on national TV every single game. Well, for the most part. And even then, you're on Big Ten Network, which is accessible nationally. Or you're in Cincinnati, who, if they don't play on ESPN. Do you know when the American Championship was on? Cincinnati versus Houston? No. It was on the same time as the Alabama, wasn't it? Yes. You know how many people were watching Houston Cincy? I was nobody. No, I was not watching it. That I agree with you. That's why I don't think it's a big. I don't think Cincinnati becomes a powerhouse. But I was super surprised to see Fickle agreed to to that extent. They'll buy him out. They'll if somebody big wants him, they'll buy him out. That's not a problem. I don't think that's going to be a big deal. And Cincinnati will take the money and they'll run. So, no, I mean, I don't know. I would have much rather not had him there and they lost recruits and players to the portal and everything else, but it's fine. I'm not worried about it. As long as they lose the quarterback and their corners. We'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. Of course. That's all I got. Okay, good. Well, let's wrap it up. Be sure to check out the pod on Twitter. It's at podcast. Uh, Do not block that one. Please don't, or else we will, um, we'll find know. you and we'll find you and we'll and like, we will give digs at you your house every week yep and, and we'll make sure that you're not singing with a broom that's right or mom so uh <laughs> be sure to follow download rate review do all that stuff uh please review us you know what i was told the other day our spotify reviews are lacking i don't know if that's a thing but uh Let's get those. Let's get those bumped up. So uh, even if you guys don't numbers. really pay attention to Spotify or don't listen to us on Spotify, just head on over. Just, yeah, you have it. Uh, uh, just give us a review. So, um, but yeah, that's it. Even if you guys again, first time checking us out, you hated it. This is probably not the one you want to check out. First one, you probably need to do a post game, pre game, one of those. But uh, either we'll talk to you guys next week. We are going to do kind of our favorite list. I mean, Brandon came up with a cool idea. I think um his first we're gonna keep this ever. theme going our top three this and it's gonna be yeah. positive because it's the off season well i don't know if the everyone next one's gonna has, be positive brandon everyone well the next one might not be positive yeah so the next one will be therapeutic it'll be a top three basically for the next couple weeks and then we'll start our, our spring preview at some point and then we'll go from there but either way we'll talk to you guys next week and until then we love you guys elio elio elio
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did he say it? <laughs> he said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.